You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. I appreciate you being here today. A lot of football talk on today's show. A little Tennessee basketball news for you as well, as Rick Barnes has added to his coaching staff to begin the show We're seeing some changes with Jeremy Pruitt as he is heading into year two, and they look like positive changes for Tennessee's football program. One of his assistants will tell you why Jeremy Pruitt is changing as a coach for the better. That's coming up here in segment number one. You'll hear from Chris Rump, who is the outside linebackers coach and defensive coordinator, talking about Jeremy Pruitt, and then also T. Martin talking about coming home. He is back at Tennessee where he won a national championship as a quarterback in 1998, now coaching wide receivers and serving as the passing game coordinator. T. Martin talks about coming home here in segment number one. In the second segment, I'll be joined by wide receiver Jared Means. He is a Tennessee signee. Means signed in the early signing period and will be on campus for the start of summer school and will go through workouts and uh, get ready for fall camp in August. So future Tennessee wide receiver Jared Means coming up in the second segment and that basketball news and a few notes to get to you in the final segment of today's show. It's Locked On Falls. It's your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And every day you can find the show on the Himalaya app. You can subscribe there as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your smart speaker, your smartphone, pretty much anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, you can find Locked on Vols. So something different has happened over the last couple of days. Jeremy Pruitt has allowed his assistant coaches to meet with the media. Last year in Jeremy Pruitt's first season as Tennessee's head coach, He allowed the coordinators, so last year that was Tyson Helton, Kevin Scherer, and Chris Rump. They were co-defense coordinators on the defensive side. They met with the media once in August before the season began, and that was it. We never spoke to any of the uh, other assistant coaches, the position coaches, but on Tuesday and Wednesday, several of the assistants met with the media. A couple of weeks ago, Jim Chaney met with the media, and then... This week, we've heard from Derek Ansley, the new defensive coordinator, Chris Winkie, Chris Rumpf, T. Martin, and that's clearly a different approach from Jeremy Pruitt. Now, is that something that's going to continue? I'm not sure. I know that that's been suggested, and it's been talked about with at least maybe some of the assistants, the coordinators, maybe Jim Chaney, meeting with the media more often, but we've already met with with all of these coaches more often than we did a year ago, so that's something that is that is different. Maybe things have loosened up a little bit in terms of media coverage. And oftentimes when you hear talk about media coverage, it can sound like the media is looking to just get more interviews, which, you know, that, that could be part of it. But it also serves as a way for Tennessee fans to connect to the program. Tennessee basketball is a perfect example. Over the last few years, Tennessee fans were able to get to know the players, Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams, Jordan Bone, Bowden, Kyle Alexander, keep going on and on. I think fans at this point know a good amount about Brad Woodson and Lucas Campbell, guys that just wrapped up their playing career at Tennessee as walk-ons and important members of the team. And the assistant coaches were able to do interviews pretty much anytime under Rick Barnes. And as Tennessee was able to grow as a program and succeed, that was certainly a big part of it. But along the way, fans were able to get to know the players and coaches. And I think that was a big deal. And maybe we're going to see more of that with Tennessee football moving forward. I say maybe because we'll see. 
But Chris Rumpf said something that was interesting when he met with the media on Wednesday. Rumpf is the outside linebackers coach, and one of the coaches that I mentioned did meet with the media back in August. He's very impressive when you listen to him talk about what he's doing, what he's trying to uh, help Tennessee's players do moving forward with their careers. But Steve McGargy asked Chris Rumpf what difference he sees in Jeremy Pruitt from year one to year two as a head coach. Listen to what Chris Rumpf said about Jeremy Pruitt. Man, you know what? Honestly, I, I, I see a calmer guy. I know this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> but um, I, I see a calmer guy. I see a, a, a head coach. Um, you know, sometimes, this is my opinion, I think sometimes when guys come from um, a coordinator to a head coach, I think they try to do everything and they want to they want everything to run the right way, and sometimes they get here and they get there and they get spread thin. But I think this year I've seen a, a relax, I've seen a, a confidence in the staff. I think I see a confidence in a player. Um, you know, I see a star emerging in front of our eyes. Chris Rump saying that he sees a star emerging in front of his eyes, Jeremy Pruitt, heading into his second year as a head coach. And that can often be forgotten or kind of lost in the conversation. Jeremy Pruitt's learning on the job. He was in his first year as a head coach, and I thought that he kind of made some changes from the spring to the fall last year and how he went about his approach with the media, and I'm not sure if Jeremy Pruitt's ever going to love the media appearances and press conference and all that stuff, but having his, his assistant coaches meet with the media, be in front of cameras, connecting with fans, I think that's a good thing. So uh, I'll compliment Jeremy Pruitt here. I, I think that's good for Tennessee and ahead of the spring game and heading into the rest of the offseason, there will be more to talk about. And, and selfishly, I will say there's more content for me with doing a radio show every day and doing this podcast every day. I'm going to have a lot for you over, I think, the next few weeks in all that the assistant coaches have said. So I think it's nothing but a positive for Tennessee. And I think it'd be a good idea to continue allowing assistant coaches, and I would also suggest players, but starting out uh, allowing assistant coaches to meet with the media more often. I get the idea behind one voice, which is something Jeremy Pruitt talked about last year, and really that comes from Alabama. That's where that comes from. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's that important, and I think the positives far outweigh any potential negative, and I'm not sure how much potential negative there is. I think the positives of doing more to connect with the public will help Tennessee football as the program itself tries to grow. And here's another example. T. Martin met with the media on Tuesday. Tennessee's wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. And T. is a very popular person in Knoxville, especially with him being back in Knoxville. And he talked about that. He's been back to Knoxville, but now he's back with Tennessee. And he was asked if it's kind of set in, if it's hit him that he is back a part of Tennessee football. Listen to what T. Martin said. Oh, uh, yeah. It hits me at different times. Uh, really just walking around the building and, and, like, sitting in my office as a, as a coach here. You know, for, as a player, you kind of come upstairs, you check in on your coaches, and you go about your business. And over the years, I've come back for games, and really everything was happening over at the stadium. Uh, it had been a long time since I've been, you know, in this building seeing everything. And when it finally kind of set in, it was, you know, coming in early in the morning, being here late night, you know, recruiting for the school that you played at and has so many great uh, memories at this place. And it kind of hits me at different times when, when uh, I'm, I'm around the building or I'm on the phone with recruits and, and I'm really selling the place that I played at. 
uh, it's, it's not just a job for me. It means more to me uh, being that uh, I've done it here at this place and, uh, and come back to have the opportunity to help get it back to what I know it as. And uh, it's been a different feeling for me because I've been a lot of places that I liked when I, when I was there coaching, uh, but nothing's like uh, coming back home. Don't you love that? That's T. Martin. I think fans are going to love having T. Martin back a part of the program. That appeared to be the case when he was introduced during the middle of a basketball game. Tennessee played the the home, homecoming tribute for him on the Jumbotron uh, during the introduction. It was Jim Chaney and T. Martin at the time. And having T. Martin back, a guy that 20 years ago fans were pulling for on the field as a player, now seeing him come back with Philip Fulmer as the athletic director, and seeing a VFL try to help Tennessee's program get back to a high level. And, and that's ultimately the test here. If in two years Tennessee's not winning football games, it's not going to matter that coaches are meeting with the media. It is going to be about wins and losses at the end of the day. And I think everybody recognizes that. But it's also going to take time to get to that point where we're really finding out if Tennessee's going to win at the level that's expected, not only by fans, but this coaching staff. This coaching staff has very high expectations. Jeremy Pruitt's won everywhere he's been. He won a national title at Florida State and in Alabama and competed for titles at Georgia. He's expecting to do the same at Tennessee. In the meantime, there will be other things that fans are looking for and connecting with someone like T. Martin, like Jim Chaney. I think a lot of fans enjoy hearing from him, and he's entertaining at press conferences. I think that's good for Tennessee as well. So good on Jeremy Pruitt. And uh, again, over the next several shows, next few weeks, I think, I'll have a lot for you hearing what assistant coaches have had to say about the personnel, about the program, about all that they're trying to get done moving forward. And I'll move forward here on Locked on Vols, but do want to tell you on tomorrow's show, Friday's show, I'll get you a preview for the orange and white game on Saturday. So I'll talk about some players to pay attention to, maybe some of the key storylines going into the game. That's coming up on tomorrow's show. Coming up in the next segment, hear from wide receiver Jared Means. He signed with the Vols in December. He will be on campus coming up at the end of May to go through summer workouts and fall practice in August. Jared Means talking about his goals at Tennessee and what it's been like getting to know this Tennessee coaching staff. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Vols. If you do have time to rate and review the show, please do so. Thanks to everybody who has. Five-star reviews on iTunes are always appreciated, and uh, I've looked at them. I I really do appreciate the time that people have taken to go on there and leave a rating and review. So if you have time, please do so, and keep spreading the word. Tell friends and family and anybody that you think might be interested about a daily Tennessee podcast. It's right here, Locked On Vols part of the Locked On Podcast Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
And I want to welcome to the show now, Jared Means. He is a wide receiver from Lovejoy High School down in Georgia. He signed with Tennessee back in December and uh, was on campus this past weekend when Tennessee was holding its scrimmage ahead of this week's Orange and White game. Jared, thanks so much for the time. What stood out to you being on campus this past weekend, being around the team and watching the scrimmage, watching your future teammates there at Neyland Stadium? Yeah, I, I, I like I like the relationships that I'm going to be able to build, like with the coaches and the um, players. It's all it's all good love. It's all good vibes um, when I'm up there. That's really why I ultimately chose it because I like the coaches, I like the players, I like the environment around it. What do you like about the coaching staff? They they real they, like one they're gonna teach us and they're gonna push us hard every day, and two they they're not gonna they're not gonna sell us no dreams. They're gonna be straightforward with us every time. So. I, I like I like how how honest and how how real and they, they they're relatable. Like some coaches, they just play football. Like they, it's all about football. They all but they're about the kids. They're about the relationship with the kids. Yeah. Why do you think Jeremy Pruitt is so good at that? Tennessee's head coach. Why do you think he's so relatable and and you have been able to find a connection with him? Because he actually care. Like he he care about his 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 team. He cared about every single player, every single GA, every single manager, every single coach. He, he cared. That's what I've seen from him. And, you know, his new wide receivers coach is T. Martin, who played quarterback at Tennessee, won a national championship in the late 1990s. So he'll be your new wide receivers coach. What what early impressions do you have of, of T? And uh, did you get a chance to kind of pay attention to him coaching the receivers on Saturday? Yeah, he, he real cool. Down I, just, I got a chance to sit down and talk with him yesterday. And um, we, we talked a little – so I, I, I'm glad that he's my coach. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to building a great relationship with him. He just real. He just real. He he down to earth too. I, I like him a lot. Talking to Tennessee wide receiver Sonny Jared Means, and um, take me back to the recruiting process. Um, you went through a couple different paths. You were at one point committed to North Carolina. They had a coaching change. Then you end up at at Tennessee. What was that process like to kind of? try to figure out, especially late in the early signing period, what you wanted to do and then ultimately, obviously, sign with Tennessee? Well, early in the signing – I mean, early yeah, early in the signing period, it was like – it was confusing. It was really overwhelming. But I really didn't let it save me too much because I know it's all the game. I, mostly, I really just wanted to finish my season because I did get I, – I hurt my ankle during the season. But that was really my main goal. I wasn't really worried about recruiting at a point because I knew it was going to take care of itself. And then um, I ultimately chose Tennessee because – one of the coaches, Coach Yak, that's my dog, man. He, uh, he kept uh, recruiting me, kept recruiting me hard, and we built, we built a great relationship. So I, I miss, I, that's my, like, that's my dog, man. That's crazy. Like, I, I, I like, he, he really sold me, that he sold me that Tennessee was more about who on the team than how good you play. Like, because he want, he, he told me, he sold me, like, I got good character, and that's what he was looking for. He was looking for a kid with good character and ability to play ball. He didn't want all the extra distractions outside of football. Like He, he liked that. Yeah, and you're talking about uh, Coach David Johnson. And, and when he said that to you, uh, obviously that, that struck a connection. What, what are you talking about yourself? What do you see within yourself that you think will allow you to have success at the college level? I play the game like I don't let no, no, no change in the stage change my game like I know I'm gonna have to work on the small details but other than that football is gonna be football regardless I, I'm not gonna get nervous about it they're gonna prepare me well I got good coaches that's gonna prepare me so you know I'm just waiting for the opportunity they give me and I'm gonna just make the best of it 
And you were at the scrimmage on Saturday, so you're getting a glimpse of you know what it's going to be like going through a practice. Going that's a higher level with the scrimmage. What did you think seeing the way that Tennessee was practicing and everything that they were doing? Something you'll be a part of here in just a couple of months. Um, it's real intense. I like it. I like it a lot. It's real intense and um, it's structured. Like everything is on time. I like it. And then the coaches coach it hard every day. That's what I've seen. I've seen the coaches coaching hard. That's what that's that 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 was one thing that stuck out to me. And I guess you probably played it. You probably paid attention to your position group as well. It's a pretty deep group in terms of numbers that are there. Some veterans like uh, Marquez Callaway and Juwan Jennings and uh, Tyler Bird. What what do you think when you look at the uh, the group of wide receivers and how you might fit in? We all got a di- we all bring a different different thing to the table. Um, I like our wide receiver group. We got we is um the young guys actually the only guy that came in with me I think at receivers Ray Mail. Yep. But um I, I like our receiver group. We gonna be something to some something to know. Do you know Ramel that well at all? He's a, another Georgia guy coming into to Tennessee. Um I, I I don't know him like personally. I know of him because you know we all well we all played in Georgia and he played seven oh seven. Um I think we played seven oh seven against him a few times. And he plays seven oh seven with my um with my best friend. So, does uh you mentioned yeah he's a Georgia guy. Uh, Wanya Morrison in this class, Jalen McCullough. He's yeah. on campus right now. Yeah. Does that something do you think that that's going to mean something to you guys being Georgia guys coming to Tennessee? You'll of course face Georgia in the future. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I like the challenge. We all went up there because we know we're gonna play big ball every week, week in week out. We're gonna be on TV. We we want the competition. We don't run from competition. So that's 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 what I like, and I've been waiting to play. I want to play Georgia. I want to play Alabama, Auburn, LSU, all of them, because that's just gonna make me better. I want to play the best of the best. Yeah, and you're gonna be a part of the first full class that Jeremy Pruitt signed. Um, so in in terms of like motivation, trying to get Tennessee back to competing at a championship level, how how much is that a part of it? What would that mean to help Tennessee get back to competing with uh, Georgia and Alabama and the other schools you mentioned for SEC titles? That that's always the goal. I really, I really want to. Before I graduate, I want to win the Natty. I want to beat Bama. I want to beat Georgia. I want to beat the top dogs because that's what we work for. That, that's my goal to win a Natty, be the best team in college football. And in the meantime, you're working to get ready to arrive at Tennessee. You'll be here coming up at the end of May. So, um, what have you been working on this this spring semester, wrapping things up at the high school level? And has Tennessee helped you in terms of hey, you might want to work on this uh, before you arrive this summer? They sent me a workout uh, packet, but other than that, like it's just grinding. Like I, I asked coach, asked coach for little tips and things that I need to work on. So you know, it's just he he gave me all the little little things. And I just take it and run with it. I just work on I work on my game as a whole right now. But then I just text Coach like, um, what what do you think I need to work on to better myself to help me get a chance to be great at the next level? And he'll tell me like little stuff, little details that that'll help my game. Your family, what's it mean to them? Do you think to see you get this opportunity to get the scholarship to Tennessee, but get a chance to play in the SEC? They 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 they're proud. That's I, that's the best I could put it. Is they're proud like. They seen all the hard work that I put in, and now now it pays off. So they they nothing but happy for me. Who would you say has helped you get in this kind of position? Probably my coaches. I can't take nothing from them. My mom and dad, 
and probably like one of my best friends. Like we worked out all the time, and I go to a little trainer. So like, I got a I got a a, a circle that's gonna keep me keep me on a straight arrow because that that's what they want to see. They want to see me succeed. So you know, everybody. I've been I've been helped by family members, coaches. I work out with my teammate almost every like every other day, and my trainer. Jared, thanks so much for the time. It's great to catch up with you. I really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with everything before you get to campus coming up in about six weeks, and we'll see you here in Knoxville sometime this summer or fall. All right, thanks. Wide receiver Jared Means out of Lovejoy High School in Georgia. He'll be a part of Tennessee's football team starting at the end of May. Coming up here in the final segment of Locked on Vols, Rick Barnes finds an assistant coach to help replace Rob Lanier, I'll tell you about that. And another way too early top 25 looking ahead to next college basketball season. Where does Tennessee rank in it? I'll tell you. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, which you can find on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. News came out in the middle of the day on Wednesday that Rick Barnes has hired Kim English to join Tennessee staff. English is a young, up-and-coming coach. He's only 30 years old. He played at Missouri in 2008 through 2012 and spent a little time playing professionally, played in the NBA with the Detroit Pistons, played overseas, and became a coach in 2015, working at Tulsa and the last couple of years at Colorado. He's a really good player was a two-time All-Big 12 member. Uh, That's when Missouri was still in the Big 12, of course, before joining the SEC. And again, it's really well thought of. I saw Jason King. He's a national college basketball writer. Call it an awesome hire for Tennessee. And there has been a lot of talk about Desmond Oliver with the Kennesaw State job. He is a candidate at Kennesaw State. The watch has been on there. And of course, you have Mike Schwartz, a part of the staff. I I think he and Oliver are really good assistants to keep on the staff for Rick Barnes moving forward. And Rob Lanier, he took the Georgia State job last week, so he needed to be replaced. And Kim English is the choice. And he could have recruiting connections in a number of different areas. He's from Baltimore, and you can find basketball talent up in that area. He played in the Big 12. He's coached at Colorado, so that's in the Pac-12. So you might find a number of different recruiting connections with Kim English. And, of course, he was a highly touted player not that long ago himself. I saw Gary Parrish of CBSSports.com put out his way-too-early top 25 and one for next basketball season. And if you look at these, you're going to find different opinions that are very wide-ranging because right now people are trying to figure out what rosters are going to be. Like with Tennessee, we don't know the status of Jordan Bone and Grant Williams. Gary Parrish has Tennessee number 22 in his early top 25 for next year. And I do know that Gary has said recently that he thinks Grant Williams will go to the NBA next year. And Grant has, of course, declared for the draft. We'll see if he decides to stay or not. And if Grant were to come back to Tennessee, well, for sure, Tennessee would be moving up in Gary's top 25 and others for sure as well. John Rothstein did not have Tennessee in his top 25. Seth Davis with The Athletic put Tennessee at number 30. But I've seen Tennessee in the top 10 of other polls. And that has to include Grant and or Jordan Bone coming back. If, if both stay in the draft, if Bone and, and Williams stay in the draft, well, no doubt Tennessee's going to drop from what it was this past year 
with Kyle Alexander and Admiral Schofield both gone as well. If Grant's back, even if Bone stays in the draft, then I think you're looking at Tennessee as a likely preseason top 10 team next year. If Bone comes back but not Grant, well, I don't think that Tennessee's a preseason top 10 team, but top 20 I think is very possible because you would have a team that would still include most likely Bone, Turner, Bowden, and Josiah James. That's a big guard rotation, but it's a talented guard rotation. So you're going to see a bunch of different opinions on where Tennessee is, and we're also having this conversation in early April. There's a long way to go before next year's college basketball polls really come out, and we're not really going to know what to do with these teams for sure until at least late May, early June, when players who have declared for the draft decide if they're staying in the draft or if they're coming back. We have a transfer market to go through, the spring signing period. College basketball rosters are very much fluid right now. But one thing we know is that Tennessee's a part of the college basketball conversation right now with Rick Barnes staying at Tennessee, everything it's done the last couple of years, as well as players being in the NBA conversation. That's going to create more attention around Tennessee basketball as well. Tennessee's a football school. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But Tennessee basketball is taking up a bigger share. And and also think about this. Young people watching Tennessee sports, when we're talking about teenagers or younger, well, they've seen more basketball success than Tennessee football success in their lifetimes for the most part. Keep that in mind as well. Tennessee basketball is going to continue to grow. Tennessee football, though, if it bounces back and it's winning games... Well, the fans are going to be there as well. Speaking of, Saturday will be the orange and white game. I'll be there uh, covering the game. How many fans will be there will be a part of the conversation. But on tomorrow's show, I'll talk about players to watch, storylines heading into the game, as it will be the first time for just about everybody to see 11-on-11 football with the 2019 version of the Tennessee Vols. So I'll get to that coming up on tomorrow's show. Locked on Vols is here five days a week. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. You can find it on the Himalaya app, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find Locked on Vols. Thanks again for hanging out today, and I'll see you here tomorrow.